0: The following message is from the 2016 IBCD Summer Institute Disordered Desires, Bringing Grace to Modern Sexuality. I'm Caroline Neuheiser, and we're talking about women and the Word. And you're here because that's what you love. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to open in prayer ask God to bless. Lord, we are so thankful to be here tonight. And what better way to spend our Thursday night than to talk about women and the Word of God, the importance in our lives, the beauty of it. And Lord, we ask that you would bless us now. In Christ's name, amen. Okay. Got your Bibles, girls? Yeah, good. I'm going to start out with... A concept, just to introduce you to the idea, if you don't already know, that our devotions, our Bible reading, prayer, just, I lump that all together in one group, devotions, are not the means to make God love us more. Okay, do we have that? I'm not don't want anybody to come out of here with the misconception that if I just do my devotions, God is really going to love me more. Okay? That is foreign to the gospel. God's love is based on his son, his choice of us, his sending his son, the Holy Spirit enacting. That is the gospel. All the rest is gravy. The Bible is beautiful, beautiful supplement to that truth. And I want to quote to you uh, Jerry Bridges in his book, Practice of Godliness. He said, A major temptation in the self-discipline approach to holiness, which is what I was trying to talk to you about, as in I better do my things in order to be holy. A major temptation in the self-discipline approach to holiness, however, is to rely on a regimen of spiritual disciplines instead of on the Holy Spirit. But those disciplines are not the source of our spiritual strength. The Lord Jesus Christ is. And it is the ministry of the Holy Spirit to apply his strength in our lives. To paraphrase Paul's statement in 1 Corinthians 3.7, we can plant and we can water, but we cannot make things grow. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. So reading our Bibles does not make God happier with us. But... The scriptures are life itself. The scriptures give us strength and power. I want to prove that to you, and I'll start with Deuteronomy thirty-two, forty-six through forty-seven. <coughs> it says, "Take to heart all the words by which I am warning you today, that you may command them to your children." That you may be careful to do all the words of this law, for it is no empty word for you, but your very life. And by this word you shall live long in the land that you are going over the Jordan to possess. Okay, here it is spiritual food. Now, Margie Tripp, Ted Tripp's wife, gives an illustration in her book, Letters to Pastors' Wives. She says. Our hearts can be easily led away from spiritual pursuits because it is way easier to let things go. For example, if you're starving, she said, "Would you go make a healthy salad with all the like chopped protein and the veggies, and then you got you know you're washing, and... or would you just grab a bag of chips? It's much easier to just snack on stuff." She's saying, "It. We got to admit, it's harder to work in word." in the word of god but let's do it because it is our life so i've got to just prove to you the bible is the word of god just (laughs) we'll start from scratch using the scripture that says all scriptures breathed out by god and profitable for teaching for reproof for correction for training in righteousness that the man of god may be complete equipped for every good work do all know where that verse is yes okay you got it you're already doing well second timothy 3 16. so your word is truth jesus says psalm 119 we could just study in psalm 119 tonight just do that <laughs> but i'll use that as a reference saying in verse 160 the sum of your word is truth and every one of your righteous rules endures forever and in an age when truth is just relative as we just heard in that message truth is whatever is good for you we need this foundation the truth it's also pure like gold and silver it says the bible says the words of the lord are pure words like silver refined in a furnace on the ground purified seven times psalm 19 another great psalm we could just study tonight The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. These pictures are just like, wow, you know, this is all available, really? Like they're picking things we love, like sweets and gold, shiny things. That's just a poor comparison to what is featured in the word here. It's above every other philosophy. And there are loads of kids out there at Cal State San Marcos studying philosophy, right? And over here at Palomar, we've got a whole other group of people all trying to find truth, reality. But here it is in the Word. So it's even above psychology. This is truth, okay? basis of our understanding. Colossians 2, 8, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental, elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. And what, we've got these givens, okay, I'm figuring you're here because you know, you believe that. But now, what if I said to you, the Bible is above our feelings? Does that make a difference when you're counseling? When you're talking to yourself, even oh, now that's kind of radical in some circles. The counseling should never ever be pay- based on feelings, and if you have counselors coming in and they're being led here and there by feelings, you can see how destructive it is. It's going to lead them astray. There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. Proverbs fourteen twelve. Whoever, Proverbs twenty eight twenty six Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. Even for us, as we're giving counseling, and we might have a feeling about what's right or wrong, can we just stop and say, now here's my opinion about what would be best. But if we don't have scripture to back it, let's just call it opinion, and let's not come down... And give advice with authority if it's not written. okay? Just really excellent principle to remember. So the Bible is inerrant, it's infallible. No mistakes. It's by the word of God, Psalm 119, 7a, the word "The law of the Lord is perfect. It is so reliable, people. It's truth. Now, you may, you may want to talk about whether our understanding of truth is fallible. Yes. Okay. But we have this as a basis. Everything else stands under Scripture. It's like our standard. And if we're going to have an argument about theology or soteriology or whatever, let's, let's use it based on the Bible instead of, well, this is what I think, or this is what my parents always said. But if we can use Scripture, then we've got the backing we need. And I have kind of a play on words when I've written here that the Bible is for all ages. What do you think Bible is for all ages—little ones, big ones. There's that section in uh, First John where it says, "Now to the little children I say this, and to the young women, I, young men I say this. And it's for all ages. I teach Sunday school I have done for 23 years." And I love teaching Bible. And I have to say, just time out. When I teach Sunday school, I am reading scripture. I've got the book that has, this is what you say, and you kind of summarize the story like that. I have kids sitting for half an hour listening to chapters of the Bible straight from here. You may take out the circumcision verses and whatever else. <laughs> it's like, okay, there may be a couple of things I leave out, but they will sit in rapture and listen to stories from the Bible and doctrines from the Bible. You, yeah, we don't need the little summaries, at least I don't think. <laughs> but the Bible is for all ages as well. It's for pre-Christ B.C., It's for the Middle Ages. It's for the Iron Age, the Bronze Age. It's for our technological age. It is for all ages. Doesn't that just make you kind of astonished? Wow, you know, you can't say that about other literature. And it applies to us today. And I don't know if you've met these people, but there are people who say, "Um, well, I just study the New Testament because that's what applies to today. But if you leave out the whole Old Testament, you like, how much of this are you neglecting? So I'm giving you a few things to tell you, we need to use the Old Testament. First um, Corinthians 10:11. <coughs> now, these things happen to them as an example. If somebody's writing First Corinthians 10:11, what is he talking about? the writing? It's Old Testament, okay? He's talking about the sacred writings from before. So he says, Paul says, now think, these things happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction, on whom the end of the ages has come. All this stuff in the Old Testament for our instruction. And it's in, you can enrich your counselees by learning the Old Testament. I commend it because the Old Testament gives hope, and I have proof of that. Romans fifteen four: For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, wait, yeah, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the Scriptures we might have hope. Oh yeah, the Old Testament. It's not the mean God stories. We just read here, we have hope by studying the Old Testament and it makes us wise. I'm trying to make a case for the Old Testament. And we've got this amazing interesting interaction concerning Timothy. And Paul says to Timothy in chapter 3:14, right before the verse you guys all memorized, "But as for you, Timothy, continue in what you've learned." And have firmly believed, knowing that knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, the Old Testament, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Okay? That just cuts out the whole philosophy. Old Testament, mean God, judgmental God. New Testament, nice God. Okay? We just read right here. These scriptures are making us wide for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus that Timothy learned. Okay, so now you've seen that the Old Testament points to the gospel. And if one of you was giving the talk, you'd probably come up here and say, Yeah, I remember that part in Luke when Jesus was walking along the road of Emmaus and he explained the scriptures. Like, oh yeah he explained himself all in the old testament boy wouldn't that that's just so wonderful to think he did that we have the new testament which i don't think we missed out too much because we have a lot okay and we've got many scholars who've told us what the old testament applications are so We also know the New Testament is the Word of God because that's what Peter said in his section about how he uh, treats Paul's words, even though they're difficult, they are the Word of God. And Paul himself says, when you receive the Word of God, you accepted it as the Word of God, which is at work in you believers, in in 1 Thessalonians 2.13. So, got my case proved now i want to talk to you about how great the scriptures are we know the word of god is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and spirit of joints and marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart hebrews 4:12 and if our job as counselors is to discern the thoughts and intentions of someone's heart should we not use the scripture Okay, we need to use it for ourselves. I'll just start with us, because it ministers to us. Isaiah fifty five six Seek the Lord while he may be found; call upon him when he is near. We need the scriptures for ourselves before we can help anyone. We need wisdom that's promised. I've got tons of verses on wisdom here. Uh, Psalm nineteen seven. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Job talks about it, twenty-eight, twenty-eight. Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to turn away from evil is understanding. You know Psalm one, nineteen, ten. 10. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have good understanding. His praise endures forever. Praise him. And James says what to do if any of us lack wisdom. We also are blessed through the word, the study of the word. I mean, if I could just instill in each one of us the concept how blessed we are as we study the word, then we won't make it like something we have to do every day. We're blessed, okay? Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks, you know that one? Walks in the Lord in his righteousness. Psalm 119.2, blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart. And here's one I've used many times with counselees. Joshua 1, 7 through 8. And here we are combining the great story of the Old Testament of Joshua getting ready to to do a huge job. And you take this story and you say, God's walking with you. You have big things ahead of you. But in Joshua 1, 7, it says, Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may have good success wherever you go. Verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. That major general needed the word of God daily. So we should too, we should realize that. And when we go through times that are very difficult, you know we turn to the word. Psalm 119, verse 67, I use often as well. When somebody has gone through a very hard time, you have her read this verse. It says, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. And in verse 71, it is... Good for me that I was afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. What a comfort that is, that affliction is to help us walk with him and learn from him. Second Corinthians 9.8 And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Some of us know Romans 8.28 already, but I've given you a few more to use and the word of god is a means of grace so knowledge of god's word helps us love him more margie tripp ted tripp's wife again says in her book letters to pastor's wives the light in god's word will grease the wheels of devotional life and scripture memorization Vivid recollections of the Spirit's blessing of your devotional times will warm your cold heart when your daily devotional schedule and spiritual fervor are not in sync. So basically, it's love of God's word gets you going. It's like, I need this. This is like food to me. It keeps me alive but it also helps us battle sin. Psalm 119.11, I've stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. But just to remind you, our study of the word doesn't make God love us more. Okay? It actually makes us love him more. Get it? It's not creating more favor. It's us Responding because we know more of our God. So we see that in Margie Tripp, she says personal devotions and scripture memorization are often regarded as a spiritual duty or a means of gaining God's approval and good graces. Just knock that down. Okay, but we do need the Word of God to help others because we are biblical. So how come some of us sit in a counseling room or with a girlfriend and never once talk about the Bible? Okay, the Bible works. We use it to help others and we have to share the things we've learned. Some of it, can you agree with me? Some of the biggest lessons you share with others are things you have also gone through. You say, okay, I know what it's like. And here's how God helped me. And our go-to verse for that, you probably have it memorized too, some of you. 2 Corinthians 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction With the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. Our own walk with God, as strong or weak as it is, will be what we're giving to others. And if we're puny and not growing, we'll be giving small comfort, small amount of help. Okay, that's just reality. So, let's see. Biblical counselors have to realize that change comes through submission to the scripture. (laughs) It's, I, I wish I had a dollar for each girl who comes in and says, you know, I've been on medication for X number of years and I can't believe... The Bible is changing my heart. It's making all that unimportant. I don't need it. And years of therapy some people go through, right? And just expensive, they're spending money. But coming in, I could have people come up here and say, Yeah, I I came in and talked to somebody for like five weeks and I got it. Life is different. It's the word that's happened in their hearts. It's not because the counselor is so great, okay? It's God working. It's the spirit working, using his word. So let it, as we go to counseling, we say to ourselves in Psalm 119.27, make me understand the way of your precepts, and I will meditate on your wondrous works. So when we talk to people, and I, we don't all have to sit in an office to be biblical counselors. You know that. You're getting together with, for coffee. You have a, a mom in your uh, mops group or somebody's coming to you with a problem. Let us use our Bible, not our opinions. And to quote Jim Neuheiser, he says, if you don't use the scripture, then you are not doing biblical counseling. You're just Maybe you're being a nice friend, you're being so sympathetic, which is good. That's good. But here's where the power is, girls. It's the word. We've got to do it. So you back up your thoughts with your verses. Okay, now maybe you've got a great thought, like, you should be nice to your husband, but uh, can we find a verse that says that? So that she can apply it and it's then it's not Caroline Newheiser's words or your words, it's scripture. She can memorize something. I've had people say, now, could you tell me how did you say that again? No, It's way better to, like, what is that verse? I want to memorize it. That's more effective anyway. So, our council should be filled with the gospel is what Jim Newheiser says. It shouldn't be indistinguishable from what a mormon would hear or a jewish rabbi would say or some kind of priest somewhere it's got to be biblical it's got to be based on this okay so we're not teaching our own opinions proverbs 3 5 trust in the lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding and how many times are we wrong anyway we are we, make, we misjudge things, we misread, we don't have enough information, so we give our opinion. It's not valid without that, all that stuff. And can we just stop a second and say, please do not give rules and instructions that are not in the Bible. You can say, you know, I think it's better for you to wait for a while before you marry, You know, you might want to wait a year. You don't know each other very well. But is is there a verse for that? No. You can't say, thus says the Lord. You have to realize that's opinion and say it as opinion if you want to because that's part of wise counsel. But let's not lay this kind of legalism on girls. For example, somebody said to me once, you know, We should be praying for an hour every day, in the morning, on your knees. Okay, well, we can say that, yes, prayer is great. You know, we can talk about prayer for a long time, but am I going to bring in a new believer or a young person and say, this is what you have to do in order to be close to God? Do this thing, like at this time of day or this amount of time. That is not in the Bible. We're going to avoid that. Didn't Jesus get after the Pharisees for all that kind of stuff? He did. It's like, you lay on them all these rules and regulations that can't be kept. So we're not doing that either. Okay. (coughs) As we start talking to our friends... We realize we have gaps in our knowledge. We need to know more of the Bible. What better way to realize that than you come and talk to somebody? You need to know what verses fit the situation. Okay? So before we get started applying the Bible, first we've got to be careful how we apply it. Remember the Bereans? They were really carefully studying the scriptures to see what is true. So, we want to (laughs) be, we want to be the ones who use the Bible skillfully. And one way to really get good at the Bible is to teach through books of the Bible, okay? So, if you're blessed by being a Sunday school teacher, ah, you got made, you're going to, a pastor is the one who's really standing up and expositing the word. Those people are the skilled users of the scripture, we can, too. You can teach Sunday school. You can teach home group. I mean, teaching Romans for the past year or whatever, it's like all of a sudden, like, oh, there's this great verse in Romans. I really know it. I know where it is. I know it, how it applies. We've discussed it, talked about it. It helps us to know the structures of the books, where to find things. And it's funny. Sometimes you get, a verse gets a hold of you, and you start using it for every single person you're talking to, whatever the situation. (laughs) Like the mom who's depressed, you use this terrific verse you've just grown to love. And then the next girl who's full of anxiety, use the same verse on her because it's something that's in your heart. You have become skilled at understanding that verse. So it naturally comes out. So uh, some of us have got our little tools. I'm going to share a few of those with you. And one is what I learned from Elise Fitzpatrick. She said when she started counseling, she took the back of her Bible and she started writing out verses by topic. So if you don't know a set of depression verses, for example, you start making notes as you're reading your own Bible or as you're hearing passages taught. Oh, now that's a good one for depression. I'm going to write it in here. So then you're talking to somebody, and you're kind of looking through your Bible, and there it's right there. Okay, you just need a reference under headings. You can do that. Or you could buy those quick scripture reference. You've seen those, the spiral bound. Those are really helpful, organized by categories. Sometimes I give those out, like I copy a page on anger. and say, here, read these. And It's all the scriptures written out that's so helpful some of us have gotten really good at using our Bibles and we've gotten into commentaries or an interlinear or you learn some Greek you uh, you're becoming familiar with your tools here Um, I'm actually getting ready to go back to school I'm going to get a master's degree in counseling at a seminary which is requiring me to take a course in every book of the Bible which will be great. It's kind of scary, but it's great because that's what they think a counselor needs. Don't you agree with that? Yeah, boy, what does Ezekiel say about topics for today? So if we can get really good at that, whichever way we're doing it, whether more studies or coming to conferences, you're going to learn a lot and be able to help. As you're learning, you're also learning to teach. Read the scripture in context. Please do not just read the scripture that's on the little plaque that you find at the Christian bookstore. Go into the depth of it. And I'll give an example from Ezekiel 36. So I was recently talking to somebody. And I said, oh, you know, I hear you. You You're talking like you have a new heart. Now, there's a passage in the Bible about a new heart, right? I think it's Ezekiel. So we looked it up. It's Ezekiel 36. And I read it to her, and I says, Ezekiel 36:26, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh... And give you a heart of flesh. Isn't that beautiful? But then we read the context. We started in verse 25. I will sprinkle clean water on you. And you will be clean from all your uncleannesses. And from all your idols. I will cleanse you. Wow. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. The next verse. I'll stop there. Here's the next verse. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. And the next verse. We just kept going like, wow, this is rich. The next one says, you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. And I explain like dwelling in the land today is like going to heaven. You're going to be in the heavenly land. And you shall be my people and I will be your God. And I will deliver you from all your uncleannesses. I mean like way better than some little phrase heart of flesh heart of stone yeah i understand that but oh it's so rich right all around there so let's get in the habit of doing that it's gonna make the scripture more beautiful we just kind of rejoice together <laughs> we also want to be super careful not to misuse verses because the verse on the plaque at the Christian bookstore may be very sweet and, I mean, of course it's all true. But does it apply to your situation that you're talking about? And I could probably give you a whole talk on misusing Bible verses. And I've done some. I've done some of that. To my shame. No, <laughs> Anyway, it says in James three one, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. It's super important to teach what it says for that person and what it means. Okay, so again, we're not putting our own thoughts in there. And we will want to memorize plenty of verses. Because sooner or later you're going to say, ah, I wish I had that verse memorized. And you'll Force yourself to do it, because you need it. It's your tool. And just like we have, like in a toolbox, you got wrenches and screwdrivers and whatever things, pliers. Okay, but then within the screwdriver family, you got kinds of screwdrivers. That's what I'm talking about. Like, use the actual thing for what it's meant for. So you wouldn't want to goof it up and put in the wrong kind of screwdriver and kind of force it in, like... Um, like, I can do th- all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay, that means you can make an A if you really try hard on your test. That is like forcing this Phillips screwdriver into one of those straight kind of holes, okay? That, ah! Maybe it's a great verse, but let's use it correctly. Okay, and we could learn to pray the scriptures I've been talking to one lady. She she says, for her, a habit of hers for years is to pray um, 1 Corinthians 13 for herself. Lord, let me be, let me be patient. And she'll do that. She'll pray. Or she'll pray the um, Galatians 5. Oh, no, I blanked. Prince of the Spirit. 22. Okay. She'll pray all those ones, like, individually. She says, yeah, I found my heart changes just by going through that exercise of praying those fruits for myself. So, pray the Bible. There's a book called Pray the Bible that I put in your resources by Donald Whitney. Okay, now we've got ourselves all prepped up. We're ready. We're ready to counsel. So let's talk about the counseling as she comes in with her Bible. Well, that's the first step, with her Bible. I mean, how many times have people come in the first time? Like, Because I counsel people from the community. They come in like, oh, Bible. Oh, I didn't bring my Bible. I don't have one. Could I borrow one of yours? (laughs) They don't. It's like we're using the Bible, and we're asking her to bring her own Bible. Would you please bring your own Bible? something you read, something that's yours, where you can take it home again and read it. Uh, now, some of us have devices with Bibles on them. Okay? That's all right. I have... i kind of old-fashioned. I kind of like doing the underlining thing and the notes in the margin thing. But, yeah, I'm trying to be flexible on that. But they need a Bible. And sometimes... Okay, this is another piece of advice for those of you who need advice on this. Have your friend read the scriptures herself okay number one don't just summarize well you know there's a verse that talks about the taking the heart of flesh and the heart of stuff okay that's a summary now me reading it to her fine but her reading it out loud to me sometimes we just I just let her read it and it'll sink in you just watch it Yes? question Yes. So don't neglect Yes. So I've had ladies also go, Um, I don't really like that translation you have. What do you call that? You know, where she might be reading something that's a paraphrase? She'll say, Oh, yeah, I like the way yours says it. It seems more clear. Okay, good. You know, that's what you want instead of thou shalt use the version I use. You don't want to do that you want to let her see it in her word of god herself and maybe she needs to change bible versions that's fine some versions have bias well, i don't we don't talk about that first thing we talk about the word of god and how effective and powerful it is so we as i speak to these ladies and some of you who are very experienced probably do the same thing or better things but I have the verses all written down that we covered. It's like when you go to the doctor and you say, what did he say? I can't remember. What that. You know, what kind of verse was she using and where was that? So we write it down. And I have ladies come back the next week and they've done an intensive Bible study on the verses we talked about. I'm thinking, well, we already talked about those. But no, she was getting way more out of it. She was going back and wow, she's applying it to herself during the week. So, again, it's sinking in that way. It's very exciting. So we want to give some passages for ladies to study, don't we, during the week? Instead of, let's just all think about how we should act nicer to other people. No, you're taking verses for her, and she, you're asking her to study the Bible. And some people, that's the first time they've ever done that. You know, can I do that? Yes. Here's how you do it. Uh, You might recommend a study Bible. You might show her how to do a word study. You might um, show show her how to do cross-references and use this word here, because a lot of us are unfamiliar. And I wish I had a dollar for each person who came in and said, I can't find that. Where is that? There are people who don't know their way around Scripture, which is fine. I mean, weren't we all there once? We were all there, okay? Okay. But let her become familiar with other passages and doing that in-depth study, reading commentaries perhaps. And sometimes they come back, people come back with questions. What did that mean? I can't figure that out. What does that passage mean? It's so rich and beautiful. And we can assign memory verses instead of, again, try to be nice and don't. Say those things to your husband. It's not kind, but let's pick a verse that applies on um, using the tongue and ask her to memorize it. That, again, is new for some folks. It's like, oh, wow! Well, I thought I was coming in for therapy, but now I'm doing the study. And I've got to come back and tell you. But, you know, people will remember the words that you've talked about if they've gone over it and memorized it. They are. It's a type of meditation, right? Meditating on the word is running it through your head over and over again, and it's Bible memory is that, because you're trying to remember what words were they exactly, and what order were they in. All that matters. It's matters. So she's doing meditation during the week, and then she comes back and she'll tell you the verse, and everybody rejoices when she's got it. Uh, some women. I've asked to write out a prayer based on what they've studied. you studied this section, now write a prayer in response. And I had one girl, she did her all her homework, she did the study, she did the memorization, she did the word study, the prayer, she says, it's kind of personal, could I not read that to you? But I'm so rejoicing because that meant she took the word and she put it in her life and she responded back to the Lord with something very personal she didn't want to share. But that was fine. That's all we want is the word to work. And we're just enabling that. Some girls love to journal. They fill in books and books full of thoughts and reactions. And again, that's interacting with the word of God especially if they're not ranting and raving. You know, that's a different type of journaling. (laughs) We don't want that. We want responses to what you've heard. God worked in my heart. It's like writing out a prayer. A lot of journaling is that, isn't it? Just taking what I've heard and writing it back to God. Another thing I've done is, because I counsel people from other churches that I don't know what's going on in their church necessarily, I'll say, so what did the pastor preach about on sunday and occasionally i get this i can't remember i do get that sometimes i'll get well it was on this verse but i don't know much beyond that or sometimes it's hardly anything that she's getting from the pulpit so you ask her to bring back what she heard and Number one, you're making her listen the next time. And number two, you're finding out what kind of teaching she's getting. Is she getting expository teaching or is she getting, like, jokes and fun stuff? Or how much of the word is she getting? And you keep doing that and eventually you're getting more. Hopefully she'll see what she needs to be getting from a church. And she'll be interacting with the word as it's coming from the pulpit. So we need to show grace and patience towards ourselves first of all oh man so many women would rather not be in the position of helping anyone with the Bible because we don't really know much and what if we mess people up type thing is a common fear I've had it I'm telling you but let me give you a couple pieces of advice. One is what my husband would tell me. If you read the Bible with her, that may be all the Bible she gets for the whole week. So you're not going to harm her by reading scripture. You're not going to do any harm. Okay? She needs scripture. So you can do that. And there have been loads of times when I've come back the next week with verses that I should have applied the previous week, right? I don't really know what to say about that or I'm making notes to myself. Please look this up and find the answer. Why not? Let's show grace to ourselves. Do we have to be like experts? We need to be knowing the scripture, but do we have to be like professional counselors? No, we're girls, we're women coming alongside other women and discipling and helping So if we don't know stuff, we come back. Besides, you can be humble. You can say, I don't know. Or let me think about that. Or let me ask somebody. That's a very good question. Especially if it's like tough theology stuff. We really do need to ask somebody. And as a reminder to us of being patient, let's remember how God is patient with us. I don't know why we're so hard on ourselves when god is not hard on us like that i want to read you a couple of verses first timothy 1:16 says but this is paul i but i received mercy for this reason that in me as the foremost of sinners jesus christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who are to believe in him for eternal life Doesn't Jesus exhibit so much patience with us so we can do the same thing? Admit we're weak and we need help. And we are to be patient with the counselee herself. And our go-to verse on that is 1 Thessalonians 5, 14. Some of you have memorized that. It says, this is our counseling verse. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. You're going to find people, don't they come to you with messed up lives and problems anyway? So do we expect excellent attention and excellent homework no we're patient with all and if your friend comes back and didn't do any bible reading didn't do any bible study or memorization you can sit there and do it with her right there okay let's go over this passage right now i don't care did i have other things planned maybe but i don't care if she needs that If she's not able to do it on her own, she needs help, I'm doing it with her. That's fine. And we can demonstrate that way, right? Maybe she's got stuck because, well, I never really used a word study or concordance or anything. No, we show her we can do it together. And just keep in mind, girls, that it's only the Lord that's going to quicken the heart. Anyway. I don't care how tremendous your Bible study program is or Bible reading program. It's God who's got to work in the girl's heart, the person's heart. And some of my verses for that would be James 1.18. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might, should be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. John 6.44. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. So you may be super expert at counseling. I once watched two ACBC certified fellows, famous guys, counseling a couple, and the couple continued fighting and yelling and screaming and just were a wreck after that. I don't care. These men were scholars and they couldn't do anything because it's the lord who works in the heart and i've had many cases of people who've come in and out of my counseling office with no change there was one girl who came in she said first week she goes i'd like to have help because i'm sleeping with my boyfriend then I get a new boyfriend, I sleep with him, and I just don't like that pattern over and over. I want to change that pattern in my life. So I gave her some verses like Galatians five seventeen, 17, deeds of the flesh, heart of flesh, deeds of spirit, comes from the spirit. Well, she came back the next week and she says, I'm not coming back and I just want to tell you. And her reason was, I need psychological counseling And I I wanted to talk about my relationship with my father and how that affects the way I'm acting towards my boyfriend. I said, well, that's not what I'm planning to talk about. But I really respect you for coming back and talking to me in person and telling me exactly why you're not coming back. I do respect you for that. Are you going to get help from somewhere? Yes, she will. And that was it. I mean, I couldn't do anything. She didn't. She was offended by the word of God. And she was looking for something different. That's fine. God will work. I pray for her now and then. But he's in, she's in God's hands. So we have a few minutes. I want to wind up by telling you, just reminding you that this, as we study the scripture, it helps us. We get help first. We can also teach things that will benefit our is that will last her for a lifetime because once she stops coming to see you you need her to have the tools to solve her problems in the future right it's in the word teach her to use that she can do it and just to remind you as faithful as we are in our own bible reading and studying everything it's not going to make god love us more we are just enriched ourselves I have some resources here, and this is where I need the help of you all, y'all, all All y'all. This is going to be, I'm going to teach this topic at the National Conference in Indiana in October, and I want some of your feedback. I've listed resources to begin with. If you guys want to give me your resources, I'll take them down. I also have a set of memory verse apps, phone apps, that are free. I mean, I just put one here because I like Bible-minded the best, but I'm not familiar with all the apps. So if you guys know of one that's really great for Bible memory, Bible-minded is super, I think. It's free. It drills you on the verses. It helps you like have a fill-in-the-blank spot for like fill-in-the-words and then... Test yourself like a flashcard thing. That's really good. So I put on here computers, research work, things like Logos and Bible works. There's a worksheet that I pass out called Disco- Discovering Wonderful Things. But if you guys have more, I want to hear it. Um, on the IBCD website, there are approximately 100 go-to texts for biblical counseling. It's like your little... Scripture reference guide with topics. There are Bible reading plans galore. So I picked a few. Uh, one's a, a book you can get on Amazon called The One Year Bible. It's English Standard Version arranged in 365 daily readings. Uh, John MacArthur and his, he's got a daily Bible read through the Bible in one year with notes. So I'm going to throw open the floor. To you guys, and give me your good stuff if you've got, it. or you can talk to me privately. Does anybody have one they want to share with the bot with the group? Study light? Bible study tools or yeah, books or study light. oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. What is it? Well, we have logo, so it's the Bible, so it's study light, it's, one. And it's pretty. Study light, L I G H T. Okay, super. Thank you. What else do y'all use? I use? Bible study tools is a good app. It's not only really app um, for, you know, daily verses, um, devotional, Bible reading, your plans, and lots of different choices with that. Super. Good. else some of you have gotten on your devices to try to find it maybe Super. Cool. Is Oops. it? I'm, it's a. It's a biome page, though. F. Lagarde Smith. Okay. F. Lagarde Smith. It's NID, but it's still really good. Yeah. I really enjoy it. That's good. There's a lot out there, and if it gets us in the Word, well, this one, it, it works. Is, is you, like, it lets you read it, and then it explains it to you, and I'm like, that's what I need. Okay, super. Good. Okay. Well, I will um, close us now in prayer. And if you have more you want to tell me about, I'd, I'd love that. Thank you for coming tonight. So I'll close. Father, we are thankful that as we look at your scripture, we know that it is true. Those are words of life that you give us our spiritual food and we ask that among this group here that you would help each of us to love the word more to learn the word more and to be able to share it with others keep us from the error of giving our own opinions misusing the scripture or misleading people and giving extra rules but just keep us on the straight and narrow as you promised in your scriptures you will do We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Copyright 2016, IBCD. All rights reserved. More free resources are available at www.ibcd.org.